Hello. Welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name's Jason Newland and this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And just to let you know that I also have other podcasts. Deep Sleep Whisper Hypnosis, uh, Sleep Hypnosis Weekly, and what is it? Stress, uh, Relaxation Hypnosis for Stress, Anxiety and Panic Attacks, plus a lot of other ones as well, but they're the main ones. Um, Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Yeah, there's a a few different ones. So anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, that's it. I... uh, What was I going to do? Did I do my shout-out to Brad? I think I did. Let's have a look. And... So yeah, it's been weird. I'm making this recorded at... 8.30 in the morning, which is something that I don't do. I never, I do make recordings, but not at uh, 8.30 in the morning. Normally I do them, it's more likely I'm going to do it like 3.30 in the morning, you know. But I actually, I went to bed at 2 last night or this morning. Because I didn't just... I started making a recording and... I got bored with it. And so I just stopped. And yeah, so I just stopped doing it. I went to bed. And I was sweating. Honestly, I basically... I must have lost about a... a st- <laughs> A kilo of sweat. It was ridiculous. So I think the heating was on. And I was just, yeah. yeah I woke up at half past seven. I got an appointment at three. It's half four. Oh, I actually set my lamp. Oh, hello, Andre. So he's hassling, well he's not hassling me, but do you want to cuddle? Go on then. Hello mate. You alright? Oh he stinks. You just done a poo. There's a definite smell about you. You're giving me kisses, okay. The, um, I think he might have woken me up. Mind the microphone. I think he might have woke me up and then jumped off the bed when I actually woke up. Because as soon as I got out of bed, he was there at my feet. Biting at my, uh, slippers. Following me around. Tried to trip me up. 
you know, general stuff. And I think he wants to go out for a walk. Well, I don't think, I know he wants to go out, but he's not. Well, not, not ever, but just not right now. So yeah, this is a strange evening. I just hit a, a different. Had a mood. I had a. <laughs> I had a moody. Proper. Oh man. When it happens, when I'd get the, when I just. When the mood changes, sometimes it changes really quickly, and. I literally can't function or do anything. Can't watch telly, can't do anything. All I can do is go to bed. So that's what I did. And I was in bed thinking, I don't want to be in bed, I've got energy. But at the same time, can't do anything with it. Strange. And uh, I ended up just staying there and... Ruining the pillow makes a change, doesn't it? Message to me ruining the pillow. It's normally Andre doing it. I'm thinking it might be because I had a conversation with a couple of people last night, and I don't know, maybe. I need to save my talking for these recordings rather for than for frivolous conversation. Frivolous. Frivolous conversation. Maybe I've only got a limited amount of words that that I can use in a day. And I perhaps I just use them all up. Perhaps I used my energy up talking about well she's usually talking about nothing as well. Even with people. Oh dear oh dear. So what I thought I would do today is Where's my thing? I'm going to do my word search while I talk to you. <sighs> Alright, level number 17. So I'm going to do that. That will keep me chicken. Found it straight away. I'm a chicken parent. So I've got this word search on my phone. I'm at level 17 and... I'm pretty, I'm quite good at it. I find them quite easily. See, parent, got that. Parent, source, source, found that. Universe. Okay, universe, got that. Order, order, got that. Wake, wake. Wow. 
Wake, yeah, got that game. So I've got a solution, found that, and it wasn't, it is further up. Gene, found that, it's further up. Game. It's quite interesting. Quite, I'm not sort of patting myself on the, on the buttocks, but I'm fairly good at scanning a page, apart from right now, but usually, apart from, you know, right this second. Game, where are you? J -j game, got it. Alright, done it. So that's that done. Now I've got to wait 30 seconds for the advert to be done. <sighs> I thought it might stimulate my brain. Just got to find a solution for this game that I'm playing. Oh. So yeah, it's... Going out, going out, going out is something that I'm kind of needing to do today because I've got an appointment. It's a monthly appointment with my psychologist. And, you know, I want to I wanna see her. It's not that I don't want to see her. But I didn't go last month because I was unwell. Plus, I was also worried about the going out and stuff so it's been two months since I've seen her so I sent her an email just now saying am I coming to you or is the building open I, you know, I don't know what the situation is uh, so I'm just waiting to hear from her and then I can uh, go to go there or if maybe it's on the phone or do it on the phone if that's the the situation but you know it's I'm not sure how I'm going to get there because the buses don't seem to be running very much uh, every time I've walked up to the shop the last couple of weeks The buses are just not around. I've seen buses, but they're not not like normally. Normally, I see them coming and going, and it's you know I've only seen a bus sort of maybe on the way back. Mind you, on the way there, I'm going a different route where there are no buses. Ah, yeah. So maybe there are buses are running. Maybe they are. Well, they are running, I know they're running, but whether they're running on a regular schedule, that's a thing, I don't know. So I suppose I need to sort of look into that. But just the idea of having to leave really early, I mean, I could technically walk it, but it's two hours walk, which could be a really good thing to do it could be nice you know get out uh, be a little bit tired at the end of it but and maybe get a bus back so I might do that listen to some music on the way there and just walk slowly 
for two hours, <laughs> for two hours, two hours, two whole hours. <laughs> and I do have uh, my Audible book. I got a, a month three, a month's free subscription with Audible. And so, and I've got two books to download for free, or, you know, two tokens. So I've already got one. I've sort of downloaded it and started re, uh, listening to it. So I've, I think that lasts about 12 hours, so I must have listened to at least half of it. So perhaps I'll listen to the rest of it today. So that would be a good opportunity to listen to the audiobooks while I'm walking to the shops or, you know, walking to meetings and stuff. So it's kind of doing two things, getting some exercise and actually learning something at the same time. Because this book, uh, let me have a look, I'll tell you what it is. It's an actual, it's an audio version of a book that I've already got. It's called Uncommon Therapy by Jay Haley. The Psychiatric Techniques of Milton H. Erickson, MD. Oh yeah, there's 6 hours 43 minutes left. It says here, Hi Jason, you're making great progress. Keep listening today. So... Discover, what does discover mean? I'm clicking on that. Oh. So there's not much in the way of hypnosis. Which is a shame. And there's a few books like psychotherapy, therapeutic books. Uh, I'm okay. So look, okay, okay. Discover. It's okay that you're not okay. Are you okay? No, it's not it. So there's books here that are based upon the book is, you know, you're okay. I'm okay, or it's okay to be okay, it's okay not to be okay, whatever. And other people have, um, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be right, by Jeff Wayne. It's okay to be gay. Human gene editing therapies are okay. Wow. I'm okay and all the other... Bullshit. All right. But it doesn't have the actual original book. Which is... I've got it over there. What is it? I'm okay. <clears throat> I'm okay, you're okay. 
you're okay, I'm okay, okay, something like that, I don't know. It's not that you're not, it's okay that you're not okay. That's going to bug me now if I don't check it out. What's the name of the book? Let me do, if I go into the Amazon, and if I just put in okay. No. The first thing that comes up is OK Magazine. Filter. Books. There was a time you go to Amazon and it was books. Now it just doesn't even assume it's books you're looking for. I'm looking for books. Book. Alright, okay, this should come up. Staying okay. Yeah, that's the one. Staying okay by Amy and Thomas Harris. It's okay not to be okay. I'm okay, you're okay. By Thomas Harris. So, okay. So what is it called? It's... Staying okay, I'm okay, you're okay. So let's go back to Tony Harris, Tony Harris. So all these books based upon that book, or those books that have like copied, not copied the idea, but kind of gone along with that idea. And not one book by the actual person. the originator of the idea well I don't know if they're the originator of the idea but they're the ones that are sort of famous again I don't know if they're famous that's one of the things about Audible that I'm not a big I don't like about them is And I don't know why, but it's just so many really, um, in fact, if I put Tony Harris in here, let's have a look, Tony Harris, there's a lot of books that I'd like to actually read, uh, or that I'd listen to, that maybe I've read before, or that I've already got. Thomas Harris. Oh, that would be why I can't find it. Stop. No, it's not my fault. Thomas. Oh. My name is not Tom, it's Thomas. Don't call me Tom, it's Thomas. I've met people in the past. And they actually say, yeah, my name's Jay. No, it isn't. Not your name. No one gets called Jay when they're born. I mean, people call me Jay, but that's not my name. I'll, I'll answer to it, I'm fine, but that's not my... I'd never introduce myself as Jay. If they want to call me Jay, cool. 
people call me Jason, Jace, Jay. Well, other, other things as well sometimes. I'd never introduce myself as, yeah, I'm Jay. Well, I call myself JJ, don't I? But, and some people call me JJ as well. That's just because of me, these recordings, <laughs> where I call myself JoJo. Sexy JJ. But it's ironic, you know, it's uh, kind of ironic, just in the sense of. It's just ironic just how sexy I am at my age. It's amazing. It's amazing. In other words, it's a lie. So, yeah. It's, so, Tom's Harris is not in here at all, which is annoying. Yeah, my name's Jay. No, it's not. My name's Stee. No, it's not. Your name is not Stee. Your name's Steve. 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 It takes just as long to say both names. Steve. If it was my name's Step. Yeah, I can understand. It's a shortened version. It saves time and energy. You know, it's you're going to save yourself. If you if you give your name to ten people a day for the rest of your life, you're going to maybe save yourself couple of minutes throughout your life you know a couple of minutes of of time expressing that that uh, the but your name isn't Steve it's Steve it's not Jay it's Jason although sometimes it's not sometimes it's not is it sometimes Jay Jamie. No, sorry, mate. Jamie can't be a J. Jason is a J. Jamie. I mean, Jamie is short for James. Jimmy. Jamie is short for James. But nowadays, nowadays... I feel myself getting older as I'm talking. Nowadays. People give their kids names, shortened versions of the names is actually their name. Like, I think one of my sisters got a kid called Alfie. No, that's wrong. I don't tell her that, but wrong it's Alfred Alfred and then you can call your kid Alfie as a shortened version not a shortened version called Alfie I had this conversation oh my my daughter's uh, was it one of my my nieces her scientist Hyacinth, you know that uh, Harry Potter name, Hyacinthia. I think isn't it some kind of plant? Hyacinthia, hinty, hinty, hinty. So and 
I can't spell it. And I just, it's another thing, like, you go from one extreme to another. Alfie to, make your mind up if you want it to be easy or difficult. Why don't you just call her Heisey? But, uh, I, <laughs> I, I was talking to her mother and say, I said, well, she's obviously a Harry Potter fan. Well, no, that name's been used before and another, and she named some TV show from the 70s or the 60s. Yeah, probably not what she's uh, naming her child after, some TV show that was around before she was born, as opposed to uh, one of the main characters in her favourite books and TV and films that she watched as a child. Yeah, I think it might be more. Some people come up with some stuff to that. Well, actually, it might be something different. See, I wasn't named after Jason and the Argonauts. It must be Jason and the Argonauts because it's 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 the famous name, isn't it? Jason and the Argonauts. Well, no, actually, I was named after Jason King, who was a very popular TV show character in the 60s, the late 60s. I was going to say in the 70s, but you're not going to name someone after someone that hasn't been on TV yet, are you? Unless they changed my name. My original name was Simon. After Simon Templar, the saint. And... Apparently my dad looked a bit like him. He had a moustache. This bloke, he was a womanizer. What a ladies' man. Not my dad. Well, he might have been as well, but this uh, person on... He was like a detective or something. And he might have still been on in the 70s as well, but he was definitely like a big... His name was... It was called Jason King. That was a TV show. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about Jason King. Jason King. Right, Jason King. Oh, it was, yeah, night. Um, I've just discovered a lie. I can't believe it. Jason King didn't start until September 1971. I was born August 1970. So I wasn't named after Jason King. Why did they tell me that? Huh. How strange. The series featured the further adventures of the title character. 
Ah, the series featured the further adventures of the title character who had first appeared in Department S in 1969. Ah, so you he was. He just hadn't had his own TV show. He was a title character. Let's have a look at Department S. It was a British... Okay, here it is, Department S TV series. Department S is a British spy-fi adventure series produced by ITC Entertainment. It consists of 28 episodes, which were originally aired in 1969 and 1970. It stars Peter Weingard as author Jason King, later featured in spin-off series Jason King. Joel Fabiani as Stuart Sullivan and Rosemary Nichols as computer expert Annabelle Hurst. These three are agents for a fictional special department, the S of the title of Interpol. The S of the title of Interpol. There is no S in the title of Interpol. Oh, anyway. The head of Department S is Sir Curtis Soretz Dennis Alaba Peters. Ah, oh, see, so that that I'm I'm okay now. Whew, I thought I'd been living a lie all these years. I thought what's next? What's what and then what could be next? So Jason King Let's go back to Jason King, come on. So basically... Jason King is a... 20 single... 26 episodes, each for an hour long, including commercial breaks. So international as well as UK. So maybe people in uh, the USA of uh, America might have seen it. Well, I'm sure lots of people did, but I mean, whether anyone remembers it, I don't know. There's a lot of people that watched it. You think about it. To remember something, they've got to be at least 10 years old, probably, or maybe 8. So at least 8 years older than me to remember that TV show. And as it was like an adult show, probably not till about 10 or more. So no one really under the age of 60 is probably going to know we're going to remember the, sh- the TV show when it was first on TV but saying that you know I watched I've watched Star Trek and all kinds of TV shows I Dream of Alice is it I Dream of that no I Dream of Genie Genie 
TV shows that were on long before I was even born. So I don't think Jason King is in that category of iconic shows. But maybe it is. Maybe it is. The series for... In that series, he was a Della Della Tonti Dandy. Let's see what's Delanti Della Amateur. It's generally considered a person who pursues a particular activity or field of study, independence from their source of income. So I guess I'm an amateur, aren't I? Amateurs in their pursuits are also described as popular. Informal, self-taught, user-generated, DIY, and hobbyist. Bloody hobby. No, not that word. Dandy. A dandy, historically, is a man who places particular importance upon physical appearance, refined language, and leisurely hobbies, pursued with the appearance of a nonchalance in a cult of self. Uh, I'm not sure I understand that. A dandy could be a self-made man who strove to imitate an aristocratic lifestyle despite coming from a middle-class background, especially in the late 18th and early 19th century Britain. Previous manifestations of the petit matri Petit, Maitre, French for smaller master, Matri, Maitre, and the Muscadin has been noted. What on earth are they going about? They're making it up as they're going along. Have been noted by John C. Prevost, but the modern practice of dandyism first appeared in a revolutionary 1790s, both in London and in Paris. The dandy cultivated cynical reserve, yet to such extremes that novelist George Meredith, himself no dandy, as is it, once defined cynicism as intellectual dandyism. Cynicism, what does that mean? Is an attitude characterized by a general distrust of others' motives. A cynic may have a general lack of faith or hope in the human species. Well, that's a bit bit heavy, isn't it? So, well, so someone's a cynic. It means that you've got a lack of hope or, or faith in the human species. <laughs> like, come on, that's a bit, bit overstretched, I'd say. A bit uh, harsh. Or people motivated by ambition. Ah... So a cynic, not a big fan of people that are motivated by ambition, desire, greed, gratification, materialism, goals, and opinions that a cynic perceives as vain, unobtainable, or ultimately meaningless, and therefore deserving of ridicule or admonishment. The term originally derives from the ancient Greek philosophers, the cynics, who rejected all conventions, whether of religion, manners, housing, dress or decency, 
instead advocating the pursuit of virtue in accordance with a simple and idealistic way of life. By the 19th century, emphasis on the aesthetic ideals and a critique of the current civilization based on how... Yeah, that's even too boring for me. You know, I was in this group once. It's a Buddhist group. And we were... A little bit of homework to bring in the following week. It was like Sunday evening. And... It was just like a little talk, you know, only like 20 minutes or something about a subject that was important to us. Uh, I think it might have been something to do with a talk on morals or a talk on, um, I'd say morals, for example, or our practice or meditation or whatever. So we all went around the room and we sort of sat down and we did a little, you know, I didn't have anything written down. I just talked off the top of my head, probably. And a couple of people, you know, did their thing. And one person in there sat down and he just read out of a book. So there was nothing that he prepared himself he just read it. He just read it out of the book. His, and it didn't seem to have any connection. It was connected to what we were talking about. And it went on and on and on. So we were being read at Oh, not really. I don't really want to be read at. I know you could say technically that's what all the boys I'm being read at, but it's different because I'm choosing to be. It's you know, it's I don't know. It's just, it, if you're in a restaurant and you're queuing up to pay for your meal at the end of the night or whatever, or you're just standing there waiting for a seat, and someone comes over and starts wiping your bum with toilet paper. It's like, no, this is not the right time for that. You know, this, that's something, it's a personal thing, and that's, let's please stop. Okay, we'll meet midway, we'll meet, meet halfway, I'll put my trousers back up. And it's like, you know, some things are just inappropriate. And that was just really strange because I'm sitting there, I had to leave the room because I was falling asleep and I didn't know what the ending was going to be. And I need to know if I'm going to be really bored. I need to know how long the boredom's going to last for. Because I wasn't there to be bored. I was there. It was very much not a bored, a bored situation. It was a... Uh, blimey. I think the pigeon's actually in the kitchen. 
pigeons do actually come and fly onto my windowsill and look through the window at me. Hi, JJ. I'm oh, sorry, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. I said, no, it's not Jay, it's Jason. That's not... Oh, okay. That's not Jamie, it's James. You can see Jamie, James, but not Jay, Jay. That's not right for Jay. My name's Jay. No, it's not. Give people your real name. Come on. Give them your real name. You can do it. You can remember. Go on, you can do it. You're a good boy. You're a good boy. Yeah. What if that makes me a cynicist? Cynicist. Cynical. Cynical JJ. I don't know. But I was sitting there and he's talking and he's talking and he's talking. And he's reading this book. I thought he's going to read the whole bloody book. I mean, why? That was the question. For weeks afterwards, I just walked around like, why? Why? Why did it happen? How did it happen? Why did I let it happen? Andre's making some weird noises. So yeah, I'd, and in the end he stopped talking. I said to him, can you do us a favour? Next time, if you're going to do something like that, can you let us know how long it's going to last? So I can spend more time in the toilet. I don't know if that was uh, the best thing to say in a religious environment, I don't know. <laughs> It's like, oh, it just went on. I, you need to, I need to know when the end is. I need to know. I think it's important, even with a movie, I need to know. I'm going to watch a movie. It's on for two hours or an hour and a half. Okay, good. I know where we stand. Not good with vagueness. Vagueness, you know, it's a movie on, well, it might be an hour and a half, might be ten hours, somewhere in between. No, no, how, not with Saul. I think people are vague in their head sometimes when it comes to meeting, when it comes to, uh, I'll meet you at three o'clock. Or if I say to some, someone, if I arrange for someone to come around my house, which is not something very regularly happens, but if it does happen, and I say three o'clock, I expect them here at three o'clock on the dot. Or later, but not earlier, because I'll be sitting here, ten to three, knowing that I need to have a wash, vacuum the floor, do the washing up in the kitchen, and get dressed. Yeah, no, I can do, I can do that in 10 minutes. And they knock on the door, 
12 minutes to 3. What am I supposed to do? You can't shout out, come back in 12 minutes. You're early. I'll tell you what's more annoying than that. Is when you go to meet someone. And you knock on the door. And they say, you're early. Can you come back at the right time? It's just so rude. It's rude. Rude like a boo, like a boodle-loodle-loodle. Rude. So apparently my dad looked like this. <sighs> Jason King. The thing is, we didn't know, well, I didn't know how old I was until I was sort of six or nearly seven. I didn't know. I didn't know when my birthday was or anything like that. Genuinely didn't because there was no, there was no build up to it. There was no, you know, because, and it might have been because, you know, in the, the kids' home, children's home for a few years, and they just it wasn't really as important to the to the nuns as it was to perhaps parents, because I think parents would normally you can use it, can't you? You can use it as a bargaining tool. It's your birthday coming up, Jay, little Jason. Now, if you. Uh, if you want that birthday present, you're going to have to be really good. And for the next three weeks, don't bite anybody. Okay. Some might be listening to this thinking, do you mean Andre? No, me. <laughs> My little brother bit me once. Totally true. He was, what is he? He must have been about five. And he bit me on my cheek. And I was walking around and he was just hanging off my cheek. Seriously, he would not let go. And I was shaking everything. And he wouldn't, he just wouldn't let go. And I was screaming because it was just painful, you know. Eventually, I hear my dad yelling, and my dad comes up the stairs. My little brother lets go. And just goes and sits on the floor playing his toys. Playing with his toys. I'm sitting there, and I've got this big... You could see the tooth, the tooth marks, the teeth marks in my cheek. It didn't draw no blood or anything. I mean, I must have had proper chunky cheeks back then. But it was, you know, it looked like I'd been attacked by alien. And he just, my dad told me off. Never forgiven him for that. Like, if you, do your eyes work, father figure? 
Do your eyes work? Can you not see the big bite mark in my cheek? I mean, yeah, I, don't, I know I would never want you to tell off your, your little angel down there, but he bit, I say bit my cheek. Oh, don't be so silly. Oh, what, the, what is this? What is this? What do you think I've been getting bits of Lego and just pushing it into my, into, you know, what, I learned some dentistry techniques, learned how the mouth operates, you know, the structure of a mouth, maybe got a time machine, went to the future, went online and learned how to construct a mouth using Lego and then clamped down on my own cheek. Is that what you think I did? And then got back in a time machine, come home and started yelling just to get my little brother in trouble. Is that what you think? Is that what you think? I didn't say that. It's like, come on. It's, it, it was indented in my cheek, in my face for about two days. It's still there. Still, in fact, he's still there. He's still hanging from my cheek with his mouth. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. Not you. Not till you give me back the keys to my time machine. Oh dear. He could. He got away with every single thing. Everything. I mean, just. I remember he. He burnt down the house. Yeah, set down, set fire to the house. Whole house was burnt down. I phoned the fire brigade, but in the meantime, I'm using the hose pipe, trying to sort of put out as much as I can from the garden. My dad has, has a go at me for causing water damage. Nothing to my brother. Me, I cause water damage. I mean, there's going to be some people. I can't believe that. What kind of monster? That, how could that happen? It's not true. It didn't really happen. Oh. It's hard. It's, I, why did you choose now to believe everything I say? Yes, I, feel, I now believe everything. Yes, yes. Mm, uh, mm. He was a little. Oh. It's funny now that he's. Does want to make his? He wants to make his money. He wants to be rich. And uh, with different different people, so I'm. Um, for me, I'm not really into the sort of the quick get rich scheme, get rich quick scheme thing, because. It's about 
it's about doing something you love doing and becoming good at something. But for me, from my own personal perspective, and there's a certain criteria that I feel that needs to be met in order to have a business or just to devote your time to something. It has to tick a few boxes for me. I can only talk from my own perspective. And one of those things is needs to be something that I'm interested in. Because you could pay me 100 grand, 200 grand a year to do something that I don't, I dislike and I wouldn't want to do it. Maybe 20 years ago, I'd have just said, yeah, good, yeah, I'll do that. And maybe I would take it now, but I'd do a week and just take the money and run but to me it just doesn't seem it seems a waste of time if you to do something I'm not talking about working hard in a job that you're kind of stuck in because I've been there I know what it's like that's different from choosing to take on something that you that the person doesn't like purposely choosing it because I want to make huge amounts of money or a lot more money so for me it needs to be something that I want to do not if it's a a minimum wage job that I'm kind of forced to do then it doesn't matter if I enjoy doing it or not. Ideally, it would be better, but the chances of me getting a minimum wage job that I enjoy doing is would be quite unlikely. Maybe caring, perhaps, but even then I don't know if I'm really suited for that kind of stuff because <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah, you have to be quite a caring person to do that. Apparently. And what was it? Was, what are the other things you need for me to tick the box? Something that I care about. I'd go even further, something that I'm passionate about. And I've not found many things in my life that I've been passionate about. In my whole life, what was I passionate about? As a child, I was very passionate about the occult for a while. I was. I was really, really into it for a couple of years. And then martial arts, just that was my life for the last couple of years of school, everything. Um, but yeah, that's just my whole, that was everything that I thought about all the time. The minute I got up till I went to sleep. I had a bit 
of uh, you know, when I was 16 for a couple of years I was very much into trying to figure a way of having my own business and I started quite a few different businesses none of them successful one of them well one of them partly successful as far as making a bit of spare money on the side selling things so I was, you know, it was no, by no means a Did I become rich? But it definitely helped a little bit. But after that, yeah, that I went through a period. But the next thing I was interested in was sales. But that was kind of more mixed with what I was doing, doing a canvassing. But my real passion became comedy. Back in 1990, I decided, I was laying in the bath, and I was looking down, and I thought, I'll become a comedian. So I'm never going to be a porn star, so I'll become become a comedian. And uh, it's like that's the only two options you have in life. So, you know, I sort of planned the next six months ahead to sort of move to London and do that. I'll move back to London London and start there. So that was was my passion for the rest of the 90s. It did fizzle out by the time I got to about 96. Fizzled out a little bit in 94, re- Reflamed it in '95, and I was getting a lot better in '95 as well because I was uh, more topical. And in '96, um, in fact, in '96, 1996, I don't think I did any gigs at all. Did some in 97. I might have did some in 96, but not that I remember. 97. Yeah, the reason, because 96, I was working the whole time in in uh, security. And I was doing loads of hours. Night shifts and all sorts of signs. Of, yeah, all the way through from, I think it was March or April. So I might have done a few gigs at the beginning, right at the beginning of 96, but not for the rest of the year. And then 97, I did some, definitely did some like nearer the end of the year. So maybe September, October, November. So my next passion was hypnosis. NLP, hypnosis, you know, which was what, 1998, moving forward, and then in 2000, I fell in, I 
suppose I've got to be realistic, be honest, I did. I fell in love with website design. Like, really obsessed with it. Obsessed. 16 hours a day, working on webs- web pages, figuring out how, how to build a web page and dissecting it. And, you know, I don't know why. Really don't know why I got so obsessed with it. But I was still, you know, still reading hypnosis books and maybe not during that period. I was a little bit stuck in that little grid, I think, for a while. And then... Yeah, that lasted till 2001. And then in 2001, sort of May, April time, I was, yeah, had to move out of where I was living and everything kind of fell apart. And so I didn't have any, any passions at all. I was just working all the time. I don't know how, what, what month it was I got my sales job. So I was working, and then I was working again in my, I moved away, got my sales job in insurance in 2001, September. And I carried on doing the sales. So really, although I was still doing hypnosis training courses, still reading books. So hypnosis was still my interest and I, I was building a nice collection, nice little library of books as well as other sort of training materials, DVDs, courses and stuff like that. I, I wasn't passionate anymore about anything. So really from 2001, even in 2004 when I was promoting a free hypnosis service locally and I was doing all that stuff, putting leaflets through people's doors and I still wasn't, it didn't sort of catch fire, you know, not in my, in my heart, wasn't really as behind it all as it had been for other stuff. And then in 96, not 96, until like 2004, 2006. Although I did get into Buddhism in 2003, but that was more of a lifestyle um, rather than a passion. You know, for me, Buddhism was a foundation. Bloody, can you hear all those dogs? Woof, woof, woof. And yeah, so I didn't really have any passion, passionate for thoughts um, until 2006 when I launched, the, uh, relaunched the free hypnosis the pain relief service in my area. 
and some other stuff and then started doing group group sessions with people in drug alcohol rehab centers and then started making recordings online doing you know, this stuff uh, the sort of relaxation pain relief sleep sessions and that's when the passion started sort of it lit up again in 2006 and we're still here wow it comes and goes like last night or let's say one o'clock did not care about this at all I was lying in bed. I wanted just. I even thought about coming in, and just deleting it all, deleting all the podcasts. And I didn't because they've been paid for by other people. So I can't. I don't feel justified to do that. Plus, it's it was a ridiculous thing to do. But I didn't care about any of it last night. It's weird. But now I'm back. Yeah, baby. I'm back on the ball. I'm balling it. I'm balling it. <laughs> so I think it's important to have something to be passionate about it so to in yeah I think the tick the tick that I don't the tick box I don't have is the financial tick box which would come very high for a lot of people uh Rightly so, to be fair. Because, you know, if you're working, you need to get paid. And I'm very much a case of, you know, if, if someone offers you 40 grand a year instead of 30 grand a year, you're not going to sort of say, wait a minute, no, can I... I think you, should, you think you should give me less. You're going to say, yeah, okay, I'll take the 40 grand. At least you should, I would. I've never earned 40 grand. I've earned 25,000 is the most I ever earned in a year. And that was 2005. It's the last time I earned... Uh, any kind of money and that wasn't even a lot of money then but it's the last time so it's that 15 years ago since I earned any kind of okay income but now it would just be worth less because not worth less but I've got a lot more to pay out for than I used to have with here all the bills, electric, gas, council tax, water bills, uh, television license, of course the rent as well. If I if I was working, food, yeah, food. I forgot about food. What other things? Yeah, just general 
the list is quite a long list of stuff. I think back in 2005 I was quite, I wasn't quite, I was in debt by a few, quite a few grand. It wasn't just quite a few grand, it was a lot. Like 20, 20 plus thousand. And I was paying it off. I kind of re... What do they call it? Were you... Consile, re... Reconcile or re... You know, you get all the debts all into one place. And... But... No, it was... I ended up going bankrupt in... 2006 which was not what I wanted to do but just the way it ended up so even though I was earning okay money in 2005 I was paying out quite a bit of money on the debts so I didn't really I didn't experience having to have money I was paying probably 400 £400 a month plus just on uh, the credit cards. Yeah. If not more, actually. Yeah, man. I think one of the biggest mistakes I made is, well, it's not, but I had this, I re, I forget, consolidated uh, my credit cards, you know, the debts into one. And I destroyed probably three credit cards. And it was Christmas 2004. But I kept one or maybe two, you know, as an emergency. And um, I kept them, didn't use them, didn't use them. And then I had a girlfriend who didn't like cheap boots. She, she's, it was Christmas and she was looking at these boots now. I think they were like £70 or something. Which I know it's not a lot of money, but it was more... At that point, I, I changed my job to a much less paid position. So I was going from, what did I earn? £17,000 a year. So I went down from 25000 to seventeen. So it's quite a big jump. It was actually thirteen, but with... With the bonus, the yearly bonus, it was a bit higher. But so it's quite a bit, but a, a, a drop rather, not a jump, a drop. So I got to the point where I was like, oh, I didn't really. I had this this girlfriend who was sort of saying, oh, I like those boots. That's exactly how she sounded. I like those boots. They's nice, they are. I said, oh, okay. 
Yeah, she didn't really nice. I wanted to get her something nice. And also I wanted to get her something that she liked. So I did and I broke into the I broke the seal of the credit card. I opened it up again. And once it was open, it just kept like shouting at me. Spend me. Spend me. There's one and a half thousand pounds here. Spend me. Or was it five thousand pounds? I don't know. It was, yeah, it was a fair amount. Spend me. So that 70 pound turned into 150 pound, turned into 320 pound, turned into 503 pound, and you know, so on. Oh, for the good old days. The good old, good old days, yes. Yes, oh yes. Deeply, deeply do. I wonder if my therapist has got back to me. <laughs> Maybe I need a therapist. <laughs> What's this? The podcast step. Stress relief. Go away. I'm the person that does stuff. Oh. Morning, Jason. Sorry I had meant to call you earlier this week. I'm still doing remote appointments. Phone or video link at the moment. Would it, would it be okay to speak on the phone at three? Or if you want to do the video thing, I can send a link to you. Sorry, should have said, should have said so further in advance. Um, I kind of, it's, it's fine, I, I expected that, but uh, I, what is the time now? I'll get her to phone me at three. Yeah, that's really the best thing to do. And I'm not doing a video link, bloody hell no, I can't be bothered to that video link I'm going to have to if I do a video link I've got to wear clothes and I so, well, that sounds wrong doesn't it but I mean you know, get myself dressed and stuff no that sounds wrong as well I don't know I can't I can't greet <laughs> it's not that I'm going to get myself all greased up before the conversation but I'm just <laughs> Sometimes it's, no, I'm just going to, at least I haven't got to go out, which means I might go have a lay down for a few hours. I really thought I had to go out and get up and wait for the bus and all that stuff. Now I know I don't have to do that. It takes, yeah, it makes the day a lot easier. So I talk to her on the phone. So I reply and say, yeah, man, get back to me at three. Call me on the phone, yeah? All right, bruv. Yeah, fella. And that can be done. What other tick boxes 
I think to, to, to do something, especially if it's like a business or being passionate, being interested, yeah, being interested in it as well. The only box I'm not ticking is making money. And admittedly, that's, you know, if we're going to do the blame game, that is my fault. Because I set this whole thing up right from the start to be a free service. That's That was, for me, the whole point of it. Although it's not the whole point. The whole point is to help people. But in my mind, it's free. It's free. It's free. So, yeah. Not sure what to do. I feel I'm still thinking about writing a book. <clears throat> thinking about it. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm getting all, trying to get organised, uploading my stuff onto the cloud. And I'm trying, you know, get everything organised and maybe. I've got a, a transcription app on my phone. I'm trying to sort of think, oh, okay. There's got to be a way of doing this so I can get my stuff together. Uh, put it into a format which would be useful. And uh, turnable into a book. you hear that pigeon that really that pigeon it's on the windowsill it's not out well it is outside but it's practically inside uh, anyway I'm going to go thank you for listening Remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Bye.